Welcome to the Consulta Cairo podcast, brought to you by the Australian Chiropractors Association. The ACA is the peak body representing chiropractors in Australia. These podcasts are all about helping you find health and wellness in your life. On the podcast, you'll be hearing from various experts on a range of health-related topics. These experts will present the latest research and offer tips for you to self-manage health issues and maintain good health. You'll also learn a little about chiropractic and what role a chiropractor might have on your health team. And now, it's over to your host, Dr. Anthony Coxon. Welcome to the Consult a Cairo podcast. I'm your podcast host, Anthony Coxon. Before we dive into today's podcast, if you haven't done so already, please hit the follow button. You can also share this podcast with a friend and help them achieve their best health and wellness. Today's podcast is all about using health apps on your smart devices. As a chiropractor, I always feel a little uncomfortable when recommending technology to patients because I know that technology is often the cause of so many health problems in the first place, be it addiction to social media or simply the negative postural changes that come and deconditioning in muscles when you're spending too long on your computer. I love it when people detether from their laptop and mobile phones, get out into nature and move their bodies. And of course, from an evolutionary perspective, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. However, I also recognize that technology is not only convenient, but when used correctly, can also be an effective way of improving your health. In fact, I hope that uh, the people listening to this podcast are benefiting from uh, what we're about to say already. So with that in mind, uh, let's jump in and find out about health apps and in particular, what health apps you might want to consider. Joining me today on the podcast to discuss health apps is chiropractor and digital expert, Dr. Melinda Wessel. Now, in addition to her chiropractic practice, Mel has spent many years working as a digital health consultant. She has uh, she's currently completing her master's in research, looking at data quality in electronic health records for predicting outcomes to patient care. She has had a number of roles with the Australian Institute of Digital Health and is currently working with an expert advisory group to help build public trust in healthcare data in Australia. Hi, Mel. Welcome to the ACA podcast. Hey, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Now, it wasn't that long ago when most of us didn't even know what an app was. Why is it important that we have this conversation about the use of apps in healthcare? Oh, good. Yeah, look, there's just so many benefits of apps that can make, you know, monitoring and improving your health so much easier. There's The apps can reinforce the recommendations that the practitioners have made in the room to keep you moving towards your goals outside of the treatment room as well. And I've just found it super cool when patients are using apps that are tracking improvements in their health whilst they're undergoing chiropractic care to help them understand fully the benefits that they're receiving. Uh, the challenges stats, I suppose, from recent surveys said that, you know, three quarters of consumers are willing to access digital health coaches and health information online. But it also found that consumers are really unsure of what health information and apps that they can trust. Mm. Mm. So let's dive into that question and talk a little bit about, before we get into the individual apps, talk a bit about security. So um, obviously there's been some examples uh, in Australia recently where even large and reputable companies have had data breaches and personal information has been accessed by hackers. What should we consider before we download an app? Mm, it's so true. And this is where a lot of hesitation comes from in using the health tech. 
Uh, it's a great question to start on because there's more and more apps come out daily. It's really impossible for people or your practitioners to know all of them or to be able to review them all today. So the best ways you can protect yourself is to just maybe run this four-point mini checklist over any apps you're looking at using. So number one, where was the app developed? And this is about privacy. Australia has much better privacy laws than other countries, although the US and a few European countries are similar. Be cautious of apps coming from other countries than that. Number two, where is your data stored? Um, so again, a much better data laws in Australia around privacy. The US and the EU, again, have similar laws, but if, again, the data is outside of this, it's a big red flag. Number three, does the app share its data that it collects from you is a big one. And this will be in the terms and conditions, unfortunately. We do have to look there a little bit. Um, and most apps do this. So make sure that it's only sharing any data that can't be identified from you. And number four is always check what the reviews say. This is on the app store and online as well on trusted review sites. Um, some of the common challenges with apps, when you look at the reviews, they're like, you know, if you're asked to delete the app to delete your data or your account, there's challenges with that. So four-point checklist to run over any app you're looking at using. That's a great checklist. I know last time that I downloaded an app, I was offered the option of uh, continuing with Facebook, Apple, or Google, uh, or via email. And I'm assuming what they're doing by me selecting one of those is taking the information that Facebook and those other groups have already gathered about me and just inserting it into their system. Is that how that works? And and is that a safe and, a, and an appropriate way to, to log into an app for the first time? Hmm. So this process is called SAML or SSO. And what happens is it usually only shares an email or a username, if that, not all of the personal data that you may have stored in your Google or your Facebook account. Um, this process has its advantages. It's easier, faster, and it's actually protective in that it means that you're not storing your individual data or your credentials on multiple different servers for each different health app that you're using. So if the health app gets hacked, your login account details aren't actually there. So it can actually be protective in that. Right. Think of this process as the same as like getting into a nightclub. So to get in, you have to show your license. You've already proved who you are to Vic Roads or Transport New South Wales to get your license. So the bouncer trusts Vic Roads have done their jobs and validated that you, Anthony, are Anthony, and they let you in. The bouncer doesn't need to record your details or take a copy of your license I mean, unless you're in a dodgy outback town. Uh, so this is good mm. because we don't want the nightclub having a copy of your license because we don't trust their security guards as much as we trust Vic Roads, for example. That's a great analogy. Uh, I think I'm too, a bit too old to be worried about getting into nightclubs these days, but uh, a great analogy just the same. Um, what I uh, wanted to talk about was just um, the quality of information. Assuming that the um, that we've gone through the security steps, how do we know what we're getting from an app, particularly a health app, is uh, actually good evidence and good information as opposed to just um, marketing and a whole lot of huff and puff? Yeah, absolutely. And there's quite a range out there. Um, there are a lot of good evidence-based apps out there. And an evidence-based app, um, a lot of these are coming out that they're associated. So look for that they're associated with universities and that they're actively developing and conducting research. And if you see that, it's usually a good sign. Um, Mood Prism, Mood Gym, lots of mental health wellness apps, highly associated with universities. And are they publishing, are there any published studies on the website that support the claims? Or um, are these studies? studies published in reputable journeys, or are they just making a claim without any backing? All righty then, let's jump into the apps. And uh, I want to start with the Australian Chiropractic Association app, Straighten Up. This is a, a totally free app for members of the public. 
Yeah, st- straighten up's a good one. Um, there's it straighten up can it has what does it have a, a series of exercises um, that are you know there's some research behind shown to be 90% people report improvement in their posture after doing this for a reasonable amount of time. Um, what I like about it, it has some daily tracking to help keep you accountable, and it also has alerts. And these alerts change regularly because I mean there's lots of apps out there that just give you the same alert like drink water, drink water, drink water. Yeah. Um, but these ones change around to help keep you engaged in that as well. One other thing I know when I've used this as a chiropractor, there's a um, an augmented reality feature in the uh, Straighten Up app, which for those of you who can still remember the original Star Wars, and I think it was a Princess Leia relaying a message to, um, I'm not sure if it was Luke Skywalker or who it was, but it's a holographic picture. And, and so what this app can do, it creates a holographic picture as though an image is standing on a desk or a chair or wherever you want to put it on. And it shows different postures during different activities. And one that I commonly use is the uh, school-aged child carrying the backpack as a way of a kind of a cool way to teach primary school kids about how to position their backpacks uh, on their back. That sounds like a great feature. Obviously, one of its downsides uh, is that it's uh, generic exercises. So, so these aren't necessarily designed to be individual for uh, the person, uh, but rather some good general exercises to help keep the body moving and to help with posture. Um, but there are other apps that chiropractors or indeed other health practitioners might use when we're looking to individualize exercise programs. Mm, yeah, there's quite a lot of different apps out there. I suppose one of the most common ones is Fizzy app, which is related to PhysiTrack. So it's an exercise program that's prescribed to you by your practitioner. They pay for the program, you get it for free. Um, so you can take those exercises home and continue working on them. You get videos and you know tailored treatment at home. And you can also track your adherence if you're a person that likes that level of accountability in that as well. Now, another one I want to talk about is Strava. Anyone who's a, a cyclist out there and probably many runners as well will know about this one. Uh, I'm a cycler and I know exactly what my best time up Arthur's seat uh, or the 120 in the Dandenongs is. And that's thanks <laughs> to this particular uh, application. I also know what my friends go up uh, those climbs in or indeed what the very best ever has been. So this is a really fantastic worldwide, very popular uh, app and if you're into those kind of sports, then something certainly to get into. Yeah, I, I love Strava, you know, except when I started using it and realized my pace was like, you know, so much further behind my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so exciting, but no, I love the competition. It allows you to set realistic goals to improve your own performance as well. You know, it helps to create that community around you for yes. your exercise, which is really beneficial for improving your health and helping you stick to your exercise. It does gamification well, so you get awards for getting PBs or coming first, second, thirds, um, which is really shown to help your experience in an app and help you stick with it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you probably need to be careful with Strava is the social networking app. So there is a lot of data sharing that goes on, but a lot of yeah. this can be customized um, once you're in the app. And I guess like so many apps, they have the free version and the paid for version and the paid for, for version will have, um, I guess, more uh things that it can do to make you more involved and more engaged with the app. I do find Strava, even their free version is 
really good. What I did notice was when I first signed on, I seemed to have access to a whole lot more in the free version. And then after a while, some of those features I eventually had to pay for if I wanted to continue using it. I guess that's a, um, uh, a probably a good marketing uh, strategy for people who want to ensure that they push people across to the uh, paid version. Yeah, it frustrated me as well, actually. But no, it, it's a common marketing strategy. It's a common strategy for apps, yeah. One thing I had uh, uh, another chiropractor friend of mine uh, recommend, Tabata, which is basically a timing app for uh, high-intensity training workouts. So it tells you when to rest, when to exercise and go again, and it syncs to your own music, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, one thing, rather than so much having the free or the, uh, the paid-for version, it uh, comes with ads. And then one of the ads that comes up is an ad block saying, you know, for $1.99 a month US, you know, you can use this, um, you know, total ad block. Uh, that got me feeling a little bit cautious. Are, are those sorts of things, you know, should I be should I be paying for something like that? Or is that a, that a risky thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, look, firstly, there's a number of Tabata timing apps on the market. Um, and what's really cool about these is you don't just need to do Tabata to them. You can use you, that one that you're talking about. I think you can set the timer to do any intervals that you want. Um, you can even set that to do, you know, the exercises that your practitioner set in the clinic rather than our Tabata workout. Um, about the ad blocks, a lot of these are safe, but there are some unsafe ones out there that are actually looking to take your data. Um, total ad block looks safe. However, again, go back to that checklist and if you check the reviews on that one, you want to check the quality of the software that you're getting. Um, but yeah, back to your point that you had at the start, you know, when we are exercising, we want to focus on our health um, and our mindset. And these ad blocks can help with that experience. So one of the things that's really big these days is mental health. And I know there's a bit of a resurgence in, in meditation. I've done some, you know, very simple weekend seminars in in meditation which have been fantastic and i still uh, certainly use that i find that the use of an app or um, some similar sort of device um, is really helpful and i know there's some great meditation apps out there um, one which i know we've spoken about before is smiling mind yeah well smiling mind's a great one it's it's australian based and it has asks you a small series of questions to help tailor um, what you might want for your first series of programs in there. And that might be from mindfulness or meditation or helping you sleep. Um, and there's some evidence that it's effective with some aspects of your health, such as improving your resilience or decreasing your depression symptoms. Um, yeah, so that's a good one. There are lots of good ones like that on the market. One of the things that I've found too with meditation, especially if there's a guided meditation, the actual voice that's taking you through that is really important. Um, so sometimes my wife will really like a voice that I find particularly irritating. And I know that it almost sounds cruel to say that, but you've got to have it so that you feel completely at one. So, so I know the uh, Smiling Mind has a, um, a youngish person's um, voice taking you through it. There's other ones like Alleviate, and that's A-L-E-V-I and the number eight, um, and that's probably an older person's voice and has the option of making a, a young uh, or old. Um, so there's a few different uh, options out there, and most of them, uh, again, uh, are entirely free. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, on that too, I think Insight Time is a good one that um, is a little bit of a community where lots of different people are putting up their programs. So if you, you find someone you like, they might have some other programs on there as well. 
Fantastic. Now, you were mentioning uh, in, in our conversation earlier about some other mental health apps. Mm. So yeah. um, the This Way Up one, I think, was the one that you were pretty keen on. Yeah. Look, this is a mental health app based on cognitive behavioural therapy. So there's a really large growing body of evidence about the benefits of internet-based or app-based CBT, which is you know a psychological technique. Um, so This Way Up has programs, again, from general wellness and sleep to anxiety and depression, and it's free for you to use if your clinician recommend, recommends it. And what's really cool about this one, This Way Up, that's associated with St. Vincent's and Union Sydney, I think, from memory, um, is that because of the growing evidence around their benefit, we're starting to see that these are getting backed from private insurers. So if you're with Bupa, you get free access to This Way Up. Right. Um, these apps this and there's a few others on the market, they drop the barriers of access for psychological help. And this can be hard if you're, you know, taking those first steps in getting help for your mental health. So if you already have a trusted chiropractor, for example, you know, accessing these online programs might be that first step you need to help break down the barriers. Um, the other cool thing about these is that, you know, with Smiley Mind and Alleviate, you often see a, a drop-off of, of use after a certain amount of time. Um, so when you're running through these programs with your practitioner, there's that extra level of accountability um, and it can prove adherence to see that your practitioner can kind of just see where you're up to with your program. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot of benefits in some of these um, CBT apps coming out. I think that adherence thing that you sort of touched on is really important. I think that's one of the features getting back to Fizzy um, app that you talked about before that um, when people who are seeing chiropractors know that the chiropractors are with them in the journey and actually can be looking at their adherence that that might uh, improve the motivation to, to to be regular and that's what it comes that's what it's all about whether it's exercise whether it's working on your mental health it's the consistency that's really the key in the end yeah absolutely it's it's about changing those habits and sticking with something long enough so you can change them so as chiropractors we uh, often see a lot of people in chronic pain and there's one really interesting app out there called curable which is probably stating um stating the case a little bit too strongly for the effectiveness of the app but certainly does seem to help quite a lot of people yeah look this app looks looks pretty cool uh, so it's about helping you manage your chronic pain um, so again asks you a series of questions uh, and takes you through some structured programs to help you understand how your pain works, to help you deal with pain. Uh, they're in the earlier days of some clinical trials, but it's looking really good where patients are importing improved quality of life and reduced physical symptoms. Um, so, I mean, if you're suffering from chronic pain, this is something that your chiropractor or practitioner has probably been teaching you about, about how the brain and the pain works. Um, so this type of app can be really helpful to support and kind of reinforce that knowledge that your practitioner has given you on your journey. Like so many apps, uh, these are often brought to the attention of practitioners by patients. And it was a patient of mine um, who, who unfortunately experiences chronic pain who first told me about Curable some time ago. His experience uh, uh, with it was very positive up to a point. I think he felt that when he got involved in the social, um, not so much social media part of it, but the uh, interaction with other patients and hearing stories, he felt that in the end, it was a little bit too much for him and he got the information that he needed. He got the tools that he needed to and was on his way just to, to do it on his own rather than necessarily being involved in the, with the app on an ongoing basis. And I guess you don't have to do that, I guess, to get the benefits, do you? 
No, absolutely. You can take out of them what you need. And it's the same as whether you might want to go to a support group or if you want to do things on your own. Um, yeah, you get the choice with these apps. So one thing I just want to go back again, uh, because I think it was a really important point, those those four dot points that you spoke about originally uh, to look at when you're considering an app just for security purposes. Can you can you rattle them off just one more time, please, Mel? <laughs> I can, I can. So number one, where was the app developed? We're looking for Australia or the US. And where is the data stored? Number three, does the app share data that is collected from you? And this requires you to look at the terms, conditions, and then obviously check the reviews and what the reviews say. And then we spoke about, again, is there any evidence to back up this app? Is it associated with universities? Um, and is there active research going on with the app? Fantastic. I think the reviews things is a really the best one of those four points. I know whenever I've felt like... Um, I've been hacked or something like that, and I've gone on to a review and straight away <laughs> the information is yeah, this is dodgy. Yes. Don't don't trust this site. All right. Yeah, it's good. Oh, sorry. Mel, okay. thank you so much for your time today. It's been really enlightening. Obviously, we're, our job today wasn't to cover every single app out there. We could never really do that in the time we have, but just to give a, a I guess, whet the appetite for some people until they're aware of what is out there and uh, perhaps a few suggestions of things we might want to check out uh, they might want to check out rather and we will make uh those the names of those apps available in the show notes mel thank you so much for your time thank you anthony thanks for the chat well that's it for me thanks for listening if you'd like to consult with an aca accredited chiropractor to discuss anything to do with health apps or anything else with your health and well-being simply go to chiropractors.org.au I hope this podcast has been helpful in your quest for optimal health and I look forward to chatting with you again on our next Consult a Cairo podcast.